So I do think, again, total sleeper, totally out of left field. I may be biased because I saw him in TNA, right. Impact Wrestling, whatever that may be, which I will have my Impact of Wrestling by, by the end of this show because it's a year in review and I already did it last week. But Jackson Riker is a total sleeper. I think we're going to see big things from him in NXT in 2019. That's fair. So breakout star. I mean, you'd have to be dumb not to talk about Elias. And you already went in on that, so I'm going to stick with that, and I'm going to tell you yes. Um, I've got a couple others. You know, we mentioned on the women's side, Ruby Riot, Mandy Rose. Those are givens. Sonya Deville, you mentioned. I agree with you on that. Um, so he's been on the main roster for already two years. Okay. But I really finally think that they have it figured out with this gentleman. And I hope to see that I am right when I say that Finn Balor is actually going to break out, really, really break out in 2019. See, I'm actually – see, when you when you prefaced that, yeah. I thought for sure you were going with Joe. <sighs> Golly, I like to say Joe. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. But the way that Finn Balor has ended his 2018 – I'm sorry – with the victories over Drew McIntyre, with the victories over Dolph Ziggler, with the victory that he had over both of them on Monday night on Christmas Eve. Um, I can't just sit here and Mm say, huh, he actually might be able to do something. I'm not saying he's going to be the the, the winner of the Royal Rumble. Not saying that. That would be bold. That would be bold. And we'll have to go ahead and see how the next five weeks play out. However, you know, I really honestly think that if you send him over to SmackDown, you might actually be able to put the WWE title on him. You might actually have him be able to have a great program with AJ Styles. You might actually have him have a great program with Daniel Bryan, um, with Samoa Joe. Finn Balor, if you just do it right, might be that breakout star in WWE. Here's another one. Andrade Sinomas. I'm I'm biased. That's my dude. He had... The first five-star match in WWE since CM Punk and John Cena in 2011. Granted, he had a match with Johnny Gargano. I get it. But he was the dance partner. His match against Drew McIntyre at last year's War Games was the tits. His matches with Aleister Black were the tits. Every match that he had with Daniel Bryan this year, every match that he had with AJ Styles this year was fire. And they were on TV nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So you put him in a quality program with somebody like if I don't see an actual quality program between Almas and Rey Mysterio this year, I'm boycotting WWE because you can't not put the next coming of what can possibly be the best Latino wrestler in WWE and not put him against the second greatest Latino wrestler in WWE history in Rey Mysterio. I don't have to tell you who number one is. We all know who number one is. It's Eddie Guerrero. May he rest in peace. But you have these two men in WWE at the same time, and it's a perfect passing of the torch moment. Listen, it didn't work with Alberto Del Rio, unfortunately, because of back, you know, backstage issues and whatnot. That's not taken away from Alberto Del Rio or Alberto, Alberto El Patron, how he's known now, but you now have that way of fixing that wrong where you didn't make it work with Del Rio. So you're going to make it work with Almas. And here he is because he can actually, he's a great wrestler. This man is a phenomenal wrestler. 
And him and Vega have great chemistry, and Vega continues to improve on the mic, so she's becoming an even better manager. So I, I said that if I don't see the uh, uh, the Intercontinental Title on Elias, it's stupid. If I don't see the U.S. Title on Almas this year, it's stupid. I'm not saying that he's going to win the WWE Title this year, although you, it, I don't think you could be wrong for doing so. Um, but if you don't put the U.S. Title on this dude. You're dumb because this guy is going to be the next big heel that's awesome on SmackDown. That it can run roughshod all over the place with Daniel Bryan and then whoever you decide to put at that top heel mark, such as Samoa Joe. So Almas and Balor for me, uh, Rose and Riot okay. uh, on that other side. So this is this is the tough part. Okay. So here's what we have left. Yes. Uh, best. Matches. Best matches. Best pay-per-views yep. and best performers of the yep. year. So here's what I will tell you. Okay. Um, did we say we were doing a top five for best NXT takeovers? Because I don't remember if we did or if we just were picking one. I picked one, but so I, I, I but I, I can no no. That's there were so many of them. I mean, there's only four or five of them, of course, but they were all so good in their own right. All right, so let's just stick with one. Okay. For NXT. All right. I think mine will surprise you. Okay. So that's why I'm letting you go first. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, listen, Ross and I have discussed this on multiple occasions where the main event of a show will make or, make or break that said show. It's true. Every NXT TakeOver this year's main event was nothing short of amazing. NXT TakeOver Philadelphia had Gargano versus Amos in the NXT title match, and it was amazing. Granted, a lot of people, including Ross himself, will tell you that they enjoyed the Extreme Rules match between Cole and Black more, but that doesn't take away from the greatness that was Gargano versus Amos. You look at NXT TakeOver New Orleans, and it was Gargano versus Ciampa 1, and that got five stars, and it was amazing. You look at NXT TakeOver Chicago, and it had Gargano versus Ciampa 2, and it was amazing. You go to Brooklyn, you got the last man standing match of Gargano Ciampa 3. And you go to War Games, and then it had the War Games match. All of these main events were classics, instant classics. What I had to really look at was the middle of said takeovers. And... Basically put myself in there and say, what was the most complete package of each of the takeovers? And it was between Chicago, Brooklyn, and War Games. Okay. And you look at War Games really quickly, and then you say – and War Games was the most recent one, obviously. It was just a couple of months ago or a month and a half ago, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had – Baszler versus Kyrie Zane in that two out of three falls match. It had Matt Riddle um, making his debut against Cash Zono. You obviously had Black versus Gargano. You had Dream versus Ciampa. And then you had the War Games match. And you and I discussed it that there was so little matches on that card, right? But it was the best card because every single match in that pay-per-view, with the exception of Matt Riddle versus Cash Zono for different reasons, mm-hmm. was awesome. You look at the women's title match, that match only went 10 minutes and it was a two out of three falls match. It went 10 minutes and it was still awesome. And then you look at the fact that 
the four main the four matches which could have been a main event at any show at any month mm-hmm. in whether or not it was NXT or WWE main roster and you could have said that belongs to be that that belongs in the main event that belongs in the main event Champa versus Dream was Dream's coming out party and by the way Dream is another breakout star for 2019. I know that you don't feel that great about him, but he's going to be a breakout star in 2019 in NXT for sure. That match was amazing. Gargano versus Black was was awesome. It just was awesome, dude. There's no other ways to describe it. And the War Games match. I said Ricochet's performance in the ladder match Mm -hmm. at NXT New Orleans was great, and it was. But this, his performance in this match was sublime. And that, that's that's just Ricochet alone. Pete Dunne was incredible in this match. The War Raiders were awesome. And then how many times do I have to elaborate on this podcast that the Undisputed Era is the best thing going on besides Tommaso Ciampa and NXT today? Sure. Like how many times do I have to elaborate that? Mm-hmm. TakeOver War Games was the TakeOver of the year and... It was close, but when you really think about it, it wasn't that close. War Games was just too good. All right, here's 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 what I'll tell you. Yeah. I wanted to pick TakeOver Philly. Okay. I wanted to. All right. That was the Undisputed Era beating the Authors of Pain for the titles. Yep. That was Almas Gargano. Yep. Um, yeah, and then that was Cole and Black. Correct. Okay. I wanted to pick that pay-per-view. Great, great TakeOver. But I couldn't. Because? Because New Orleans was better. You're picking New Orleans over war games? New Orleans was better. Wow. Okay. Now. The six-man ladder match. It was, I mean, that was that was amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Baszler beat Moon. Yeah. You had. Gargano versus Champa won. You had Undisputed Era beating AOP, Dunn, and Strong, where Strong joined Undisputed Era. Classic moment. Okay. We should have done a best Moment of the year. Uh, that was one of them. Black beating Almas yeah. for the title. And then Gargano being reinstated by beating Big Bad Tommy C in the main event of the match. Yeah. Name me a bad match on that pay-per-view. You can't. I can't. So to me, New Orleans is the best pay-per-view of the year. I couldn't name you a bad match at NXT TakeOver War Games. I didn't either. say War Games yeah. was bad. Yeah. That's the thing. Every single TakeOver this year was fire. It really was. Fire. And again, you know how much I loved that black coal match and that was almost a year ago yeah i know it was 11 months ago and and that almost gargano match and the aop undisputed era match yeah like all those matches were great they were but then i looked at new orleans and i said nope this is better that's fair okay because if you're telling me the worst match was baszler and moon where baszler won by submission that was a good match which is the exact same thing about war games it's like by the the way was that moon's last nxt match yes because she got called up the night after wrestlemania So, yeah. which is the exact same thing as War Games, because the like, worst match on the card was okay. The six second match between Cassius and Matt count. Riddle, which doesn't count. So, the quote unquote worst match on that card was Baszler Kyrie Zane in a two out of three falls, which match, is a good match, which is a great match. Everything like that's the thing. You go mm-hmm. Gargano Black, you go Velveteen Dream versus Champa. When you go into War Games, every match on that card was absolute fire. Like I don't think any of those three matches that I just mentioned got under four and four point two five stars from Meltzer. All right, so let's 
Did we? How many matches for NXT did we pick? I picked five matches okay. in NXT. So that's where we'll go next, okay. since we just did NXT pay per views. All right. And you I'm, picked War Games, and I picked New Orleans. Yep. I think okay. both of those are very strong. Yes. Okay, so we have to pick the five matches that yeah. were the best of the year, which is hard for NXT. Sure is, dude. It was so very hard this because took me, this took me a good forty-five minutes. A lot of the matches that we both listed are probably honorable mentions. Yeah. I will tell you right now, for myself, mm-hmm. there is only one Ciampa Gargano match in my top five. As me, as well. I also wanted to be fair, yeah, because even though I probably could have put two, mm-hmm. I decided that there were four other matches that were right there. Yeah, that deserve to be mm-hmm. in. The, that deserve to be on the it's list. True. I agree. So it's hard to rank these. I sure it is. It took me a while. Wait, can I? Can you hit me with an honorable mention? I'll hit you with one. Okay. So besides the Champa Gargano, okay, honorable mentions for me. The two, the, the Champa Gargano two. at Takeover Brooklyn four. Okay, that's an honorable mention for me. All right, the Takeover Chicago two. Oh, I'm sorry, the Last Man Standing match at Brooklyn four is an honorable mention. Gargano okay. Champa, the Street Fight at Chicago two is also an honorable mention for the, me. The, both of those, I'm with you. Actually. Okay. Um, the Dunn Ricochet NXT television match. Yeah. The Dunn Ricochet Cole television match okay. for the North American title. Because the first one was title for title that ended in a DQ. Right. Then Cole was in, and it was just for the North American title, which Ricochet defended. Right. Those are my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions for me. I mean, Dream and Champa murdered it at War Games. That was the best Dream had looked, yes. Yes. And Champa like made him look like a million bucks. He did. Um Gargano and Black had an honorable mention match to me at NXT War Games. Gargano well. and Black was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mustache Mountain versus the Undisputed Era. All three of their matches were crazy good. Yes. The if I in, remember the correctly. In, was it, was it in, the one in England where Mustache Mountain won yes. was awesome. Yes. And their Brooklyn match was very good too. Here's another one. The Undisputed Era versus... Oney and Lurkin in Chicago was thumbs way, way up on that match. Gotta love uh, it's uh, Lurkin and uh, what's his face? Because Oney Lurkin's one guy. I'm sorry, Birch. Yes, Birch and and Lurkin. His name was escaping me. Yes, Birch and Lurkin uh, quietly one of the glue pieces of NXT. For sure. Very quietly because... They just come out and just wrestle. And then I got one more honorable mention, and I'll get into my list. Cole versus Ricochet in Brooklyn. It was good. That was a very good All mention. right, so I, I struggled. Oh, I did too. I don't I, know how I, I was able to I, go ahead and get this into five in order, but I did. I struggled. Okay. You want to start? You want me to start? I'm going to get heat for this. Okay. Almas and Gargano take over Philly as number five. Uh, it's five for me. Okay. That is disheartening to some people, I know, because <laughs> I believe probably making them cry, yeah. because I believe Meltzer gave it five stars. He did, and it, I'm telling three, you right now. I'm sorry, was it three or four matches in NXT alone got five star matches? Got five stars. And by the way, I believe three or four of them all had Johnny Gargano in it. You know, for somebody who I I don't care that much for Gargano. Oh, I don't know. But Tommaso Ciampa is the better character. He is. He is. But you gotta like the dude went to town. But Gargano is the perfect dance partner. He really is. He really is. I and mean, I, I'm, I I can see why you would put that at number five. But that's 
five for me. Five. Because yeah. one, it was, in my opinion, not even the best match on that show. I know. Which means I have to put the other match ahead of it. I've said this on multiple occasions. People said that Cole versus Black was the match of the night that at that moment. And then Gargano and Almas. They tore down the, the house? They, they did? They, 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 it went from Cole and Black having the best match of the night to Gargano and uh, almost having the best match in NXT history up at that point. That's how it went. And do you know how you have to feel if you're Adam Cole and Aleister Black at that moment in time that you just stole the show and then these two put on the best performance in NXT short history? It's my five. That's fine. That's perfect. Some people, some people, it's their favorite match of the year, and that's fine. That's fine. But, that, it's, but every, it's my five. Every match that we're going to mention on this NXT top five deserves to be number one. Every single it's true. match. Or who you got at five? I got the War Games match at five. Okay. The War Games match was just unbelievable. I mean, I just went to town talking about how everybody performed great in that match. That match was awesome. You could make that, you could make the case that War Games, the War Games match this year was better than the War Games match last year. And guess what? The War Games match last year was fire. I know. It was fire. I know. So it was just unbelievable. Ricochet killed it. Pete Dunn killed it. The War Raiders killed it. The Undisputed Cole, Era. All Roderick Strong, Fish, O'Reilly. Like, and then LA. LA as a crowd was nuts. Oh, LA was great. All night long. LA it was, was great. Fantastic for both Survivor Series and War Games. It was true. great. That's my number five. It's my number four. It is my number four so for funny. all of that reason. You and I are um, again. The only bad part about that match was, was that as if there was uh, a bad part is the fact that uh, as as great as the War Raiders looked, uh, one of them got pretty seriously hurt in that match. Yeah, he was tore his bicep. Was it Hanson or Rowe? Gosh, I hope it wasn't Rowe because if he had a torn bicep at his wedding, that would really. I think suck. it was Hanson. Yeah. Regardless, that was literally the only bad and. Ricochet looked like he was going to die doing that flip, and it turned out fine. Yeah, but that, that scared yeah. me. Jesus War Games God. for me is number four. Okay, fair enough. Um, number four, Gargano and Almas. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so we just had them flipped. flipped. Okay, yeah. uh, I don't need to go just into that. I mean, they, they again, they put on what people will tell you was the best match in NXT history up until that point, up until two months later. Um, I mean, Gargano he lost mm-hmm. but gargano seriously had a freaking amazing 2018 it's true like gargano just every single time he stepped foot in a ring with a different opponent he was murdering everything he did it just yeah all right uh number three okay once I got to this part of the list, this it was part, actually yeah. easier. Okay, because you it was actually easier those for two me. Matches out of the way because yeah. as soon as I started, it made everything else line up very nicely. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the six-way ladder match for the North American title is number three. That's a good choice. I mean, when you basically say, like, even though everybody kind of knew that Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan were kind of going to eliminate each other, it was great though. Like, I had no idea. Like, I thought for sure they were just going to give the belt to Dream. Really? Which actually would have upset me at the time, but well, it's still I actually I actually thought okay, I knew Ricochet wasn't going to win, right? And I knew EC3 wasn't going to win, so I figured okay, to me would have made more sense than Dream. Here's the thing, though, Uh it was between Cole or if they wanted to go with the Shock Champion, they were going to go with Dream instead of EC3. 
That's fair. That's me. Yeah. That being said, that, they got it right. That opened a lot of people's eyes to oh, all six of those yeah. guys. And by the way, that was the second five star match of NXT this year. It was. I mean, that a, match was. Crazy there was. Good. There was. There was nothing wrong with that match. Yeah. Nothing. That match was unbelievable. So that's my number three. Okay, fair enough. My number three was Aleister Black versus Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match at NXT Takeover Philadelphia. I. I when I get to it, I will spout off. So, I, so. I mean, I, I, so I'm going to keep it simple and say that match to me, I agree with you, was better than Gargano versus Elmas. That match got robbed of a, of a five star rating. That match was insane, and Adam Cole was MVP back in January, and it wasn't even. I mean, there was yeah. That's all I got to say. Cole, Cole, Cole versus Black was awesome. All right, I have to keep my credibility. Okay. I really, really wanted to put Black versus Cole as my number one. I can't do it. All right, can't do it. It's my number two. That's fair. And here's why. Hit me. Okay. So I went into that match thinking, okay, it's an Extreme Rules match, but it's NXT. So I said, okay. The fast pace is going to be crazy. As much, and it's in Philly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you give on the history of an Extreme Rules match WWE style mm-hmm. in a town that bled ECW. All damn day. Okay. So you give the people as close to an ECW feel as you can in an ECW town with fast paced with weapons, with guys that can wrestle, with guys that can tell a story, with the perfect babyface in peril giant yep. versus the scheming, conniving, perfect heel in Adam Cole. It had all the elements. Like, they just tried to top each other the whole match. And there was at one point, didn't Adam Cole fall backwards into like one or two tables when without you, looking? When you have an extreme rules match that has that great of psychology, boom. Again, it pains me that it's not number one. It pains me that they didn't get five stars. That too. It's just unreal. And it pains me that most people, yeah. it's an afterthought match. Because, get out of here. No. Yeah. No, because everybody talks about Gargano and Elvis. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, no, this match. Plus, better. it was also a year ago. Both of them were. Uh, they were on the look, same. Yeah. I will, I will fight for that being the best match of that pay-per-view. I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that. That's, I mean, that's why I had it where I have it ranked. I, I again, we both ranked it over Gargano versus Thomas. But that match was unreal. I will be fair. Okay. Because the best match of the year has to be my number one. So, so that's my two is Black and Cole Extreme Rules match to take over Philly. I'm going to upset you because your number one match of NXT all year long was actually my number two. Oh, my goodness. Maso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, the unsanctioned match. At Takeover New Orleans was my number two match of the year, which can only speak volumes as to what I am going to tell you is my number one, which I'll tell you when I get there. So this was five star match number three of 2018 from Dave Meltzer for NXT. I'm sorry to go ahead and keep bringing that up, but we all know the credibility that Dave Meltzer brings around no, wrestling true. as a whole. So whenever he rates something that high, you know it's good. And guess what? Ciampa versus Gargano, everything they did this year mm-hmm. was amazing. We've already talked about the second and third matches were honorable mentions because it would not have been fair to the other four matches on this list to include them and get rid of two other matches. 
But let's be honest. You look at all three of them. Each of them were over half an hour long, first of all. Mm-hmm. They were 37 minutes, 35 minutes, and then 32 minutes. Crazy. Um, I can tell you this right now. The last man standing match was great, but there's always something about a last man standing match. The way that it ends, you always have to be really, really careful. Um, the street fight, it just – listen, Gargano winning was the best possible scenario that could have happened at this point in time when it happened, and that's exactly what happened. Gargano tapping out Ciampa was awesome. Absolutely wicked. That crowd was so in favor of Johnny Gargano that night. It was unbelievable. This had this had every right to main event NXT New Orleans. Every right. Like I understand that Almas and Black killed it in their match for the NXT title, mm-hmm. but this was the main event. This match, this these two men main evented three consecutive takeovers. New Orleans, Chicago, and Brooklyn. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Those, the, uh, Brooklyn is NXT's WrestleMania. They got the main event slot. Like, come on, guys. Like, you, you're crazy to think that this match wasn't unbelievable. But yes, it's only my number two. It's my number one. Right. It, it just, uh, again, I wanted to find an excuse to pick Black versus Cole. On the the extreme rules match, yeah. I looked and I said, "If I'm picking the feud, I have to pick the best match yeah. of that feud." Absolutely, which was which was New Orleans, exactly, which was the unsanctioned match. And so I'm I'm curious to think. I'm curious, what do you think is my number one match? Okay, you listed Almas Gargano. Yeah, you listed War Games. You listed Big Bad Tommy C versus Gargano in New Orleans. Yeah, and you listed Black versus Cole. Yeah. Well, I would think it would be the ladder match. Damn right it was the ladder match, man. That match was crazy. That match was crazy. That match was crazy. Like, was, do I, I mean. It was great. <sighs> Dude. I'm actually surprised you didn't put the War Games match over it. No. No. That but ladder match was pretty good. That match was crazy. Mauro Ronaldo, first of all. By the way, did you see Mauro Ronaldo get into a crazy accident this week? No. He got into a crazy. Thankfully, he's 100% A-OK. That's good. I bring up Mauro Ronaldo because of this. Because Mauro Ronaldo is the best commentator in professional sports right now, period. I'm not talking about professional wrestling. I'm talking about everything. He's great in boxing. I'm sure if you went ahead and put him in golf, he'd be amazing. He would kick Jim Nance's ass all day, every day. Like, Mauro Ronaldo is amazing. So if you just watch the snippets of Mauro Ronaldo calling the ladder match, not Gargano and Ciampa, just the ladder match alone, and he's just like, oh, my God, AC3. Oh, my God, Ricochet. And just the ladder match in itself, it's un- it's, that's the best highlights. It's not even the match. Just the highlights of Ronaldo going off on the match. And then everything else that happened at NXT New Orleans, let alone everything else that happened at the other NXT takeovers. But that ladder match. Here's, here's the thing about the ladder match. Everybody in that match looked like... Not a million, a trillion bucks. Ricochet was every bit the maniac that everybody knew he was going to be. Mm. Velveteen Dream basically put everybody on notice, telling them, hey, I can do stuff. Killian Dane just broke out of sanity and was like, I'm better than Eric Young. Um, Lars Sullivan was like, 
I don't want to be the next Braun Strowman. I want to be the one and only Lars Sullivan. Uh, EC3, I don't really have anything to say except dude came in, took a dump on everybody in NXT and just proved to the just proved to the world why he was killing it in TNA for the past four or five years. And then Adam Cole, like, I mean, I'm tired. I'm tired of saying that that Adam Cole is the best thing besides <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa in NXT right now. Like, I'm just tired of it. But guess what? He's the best thing along with the Undisputed Era in NXT and obviously Tommaso Ciampa. Like, it's just he had every right to win that match, and I'm glad he did because they got it super 100% right. That match was un- – that match was unreal. That match was un- that was the best ladder match. It's here is okay. All right, Ross. Here is a bold statement. That was the best ladder match since TLC two at WrestleMania seventeen. Okay, that's then. That's how you drop. Let me. Let me. Okay. 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 People forget. <clears throat> All the Money in the Bank matches have been fire. I understand. The, believe it was 2011. Uh huh. The SmackDown. We've talked about this ladder match. That was crazy good. Daniel Bryan won that match. If I'm not mistaken, he did. Yes, actually, Daniel Bryan did win that match. So, okay, yes, that is that is that's a hot take. Okay. All right, fair enough. Dude, I'm telling you, it's so good, though. Fair enough, fair enough. Let me ask you a question. Did the Money in the Bank ladder match get five stars? No. No, it didn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not not using it to base these things off of, but that's just the context that I'm trying to use. All right, so this next one was also very hard. Yes. Because I found so many pay-per-views with so many flaws. Oh, yeah. Okay. WWE's pay-per-views. I can tell you right now, there are at least three, if not four, that are absolute shoe-ins for me. Oh, yeah. And then there's the fifth spot that's just like this revolving door of I don't know if it's going to stay on, if it's going to stay off, if it's going to, you know, if I'm like – it's 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 very frustrating to look at a lot of these pay-per-views this year and realize that I could probably find fault. Like, I could tell you that I could probably list three for sure that are going to make my list. Oh, yeah. And I'm but, sure that you and I would be in absolute agreement on that. So, I really want the right to be able to change my mind. I'll give you that right because however, of this particular circumstance. However, I will tell you that I tried to find ways to not put evolution in this list and I can't do it. But let me ask you a question. Why were you trying to find ways to not put it in? Because I wanted to see, okay, remember I was a huge doubter of that pay-per-view. Agreed. I was was not, I was not rooting for it to fail. I just had my doubts and they came blew it out and they came blew it out of the water. Yeah. So, Here is what I will say. Okay. People are going to have it higher on their list. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But for my purposes and for everything that is associated with this list, I'm going to say evolution is number five for me. 
can I ask you a question? And I think that this may have been what could have changed your mind to put it up higher. Mm-hmm. Had they put Becky and Charlotte as the main event over Ronda and Nikki, would that have then changed your mind and would you put it up higher on the list? I think it comes down to – And by the way, that's not knocking Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey for having a bad match because on the contrary, I think you and I both said that they actually had a really – particularly pretty good match. It just wasn't the last no, one I, I think it's a matter of – and yeah, that actually clinches it for me. So okay, I will say – that evolution is five mm-hmm. um, because that card surprised the hell out of me. Um, I thought it was going to be a pay-per-view full of filler. Mm-hmm. It turned out not to be. Right. Um, again, this is going to come off as sexist, and I don't care. They had never done this before. It was a risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they proved me wrong. They proved me wrong that they did an all-women's pay-per-view, and it was successful, yeah, and it worked. Absolutely. Other than the Mae Young Classic, which I don't count. Right. Okay? It worked. I'm happy for them. Forget the whole Saudi Arabia thing, which, by the way, that's another news bit for probably another thing in 2019, because I'm pretty sure they're going back. That is not this podcast. Nope. All I'm telling you is I'm pretty sure the Evolution pay-per-view is here to stay. Yeah. That's fine. as long And, and this is a high bar to set for them. Sure is. It so, really is. They gotta, now they got to tread water and try and figure out ways but, to try and make it better. But here's the thing. They have the talent to do they it. They sure do. Because they've, because they've proven that they're willing to do basically a co-WWE NXT show. Yeah. Which that's essentially what they can do. Right. And you know what? You, you kind of think to yourself, why don't they do this more often? But again, takeovers are so – have become in and out like their own thing that you don't need to incorporate them into mm-hmm. the main show, which actually kind of helps out. Both ends. And also, as good as that pay-per-view was as a whole, mm-hmm. there was not – this is going to be controversial. Okay. There was not a match where I said, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now, Becky Charlotte's probably the closest thing to it. Uh-huh. And there was some other good stuff on it. Yeah. But I looked through these pay-per-views and I, and I looked through at some of the main events and some of the matches that were in those and I said – yeah, I remember watching those and going, wow. Uh, okay. So, That's fair. Evolution makes my list. All right. Okay. I was not, again, I, I prefaced before. I was trying to see if I could find five pay-per-views that were better. And you could. And, and I and couldn't. That just speaks volumes for what the women did. And, and by the way, me putting it at five does not mean I think it was a bad pay-per-view. Right. It was a good pay-per-view. This is a list. And... Again, am I willing to say maybe later that I need to bump it up? Maybe. Maybe. But for now, it's five, and it was a good pay-per-view. Okay. So Evolution's by five. I totally – listen, man. I'm not going to knock you for that. It's your opinion. And I fully, Excuse me. I fully respect it. My number five, I've been teetering on this because you and I – this was the first pay-per-view that you and I watched together as part of this paper, as part of this podcast. I, you know exactly where I'm going, obviously. Um and we thought that, that this pay-per-view was great. What hurt it was the main event, which is the reason why I have to put it at five. And that was Hell in a Cell 2018. Um, Ooh. Okay. Let me interject really quick. Go ahead. Okay. You have every right to. Hell in a Cell was very close to making my list. I'm so, why, it's not on your list? No. Wow. That finish was such BS that it missed my cut. They had okay. a cop-out finish in what should have been 
one of the best main events of the year, and they copped out with the finish because they had to put an angle in the middle of it that didn't need to be there. I agree. I mean, I literally said and, – And again, yeah. I've, I've, I've said this before. You can have a five-star pay-per-view and the main event's a dud, and I can't say it's one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Well, that's the exact because of that exact reasoning, that's why I put it at five. I didn't know that, that for that reason oh, that you went ahead and took it out completely. It, it, they took it out of my okay. top five. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I mean, now, by the way, yeah. it is in that middle tier of it's not in the top five and it's not at the bottom. Is which it an honorable mention? It is. It's it's essentially an honorable mention. Okay. But yeah. man, that pay per view was, oh, that pay per view was the main strong. event was so disheartening. It really was. It, it really was. Not as disheartening as Money in the Bank, though. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Money in the Bank made me take a sabbatical. It, a two-month sabbatical <laughs> where I had to And most people loved that pay-per-view. Yeah, I know. And, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I literally had to, every week, it, it tell you what was going on. I got updates. Probably, yeah, that was your updates. That's and it. That was the reason, that's the reason why this podcast started because Ross was like, Jorge gives great updates. I want to do a podcast with him. Boom. Pretty much. Yeah. So Hell in a Cell was number five for me. Again, it would have been higher up had that main event actually been better booked. So what is your number four, sir? All right. This may surprise you. Okay. I'm look, I like being surprised. Elimination Chamber. Not surprised. Okay. Not, not, not now, surprised. The main, the main event was awesome. Here's what I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. The Women's Elimination Chamber was great. Was very good. Yes, it was. Okay. One of I the remember, best women's I remember sitting in an establishment, yeah. watching the Elimination Chamber, watching it progress, knowing what the outcome is going to be. And basically yelling at the top of my lungs, call an audible, an audible. Yeah. because that was Braun Strowman being Superman. Yes, it was. He's got the tattoo on his arm, yeah. by the way. This was the night they should have had Braun Strowman have five eliminations, be the man, and challenge for the title. Instead, they didn't. they had him have four eliminations and lose to Roman Reigns. And this was the time where I was like, okay, they can't screw up booking this guy. Like, they can't. They can't. And, and so they, far, and they did really well up until the middle of August. Oh, Braun Strowman. Okay, spoiler: he's not on my top five this year. Spoiler, and it it, it sickens me that Braun Strowman's not in my top five of you performance are the this year. Biggest Braun Strowman. Love Braun Strowman. I know. Love Braun Strowman. And it doesn't surprise me that he's not in your top five. Not in my top five. Which we'll get into in a little bit, but it doesn't surprise me at all because of what WWE has done to that man. That's so just based on the Women's Elimination Chamber, yeah. which, again, was much better than – again. It was really good. I'm not trying to come off as a sexist, okay? I'm just saying when they hype it up as, oh, the first ever for months and drill it into my head, it's supposed to be this big deal. It's a, it's annoying. I just, I just want – Good matches. I agree. That's all. I know. I don't I care it. if they're the first, the last, the middle. I don't care. Just, just, just put on a good, good match. Yes. And they did that. And they did. Yeah. So both Elimination Chamber matches were good. Yep. If not great. Definitely great on the men's side. I would definitely say very good on the women's side. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Elimination Chamber is number four. Okay. Very good. That is not on my top five, but very good choice. My number four was actually the Royal Rumble. All right. Um, They got it right with Shinsuke. They got it right with Oscar. Did they get it right with Shinsuke, though? They messed up at WrestleMania with both of them. Like, I mean, you, the the two Royal Rumble winners did not win. I think that's well, okay. Well, there's never been two Royal Rumble winners. No, but but I'm saying that I'm trying to think of what Royal Rumble winner 
Actually, I guess a lot of them haven't. Yeah, Cena didn't win his his Mania match. Uh, Orton didn't win his Mania match. Batista didn't win his Mania match. Roman didn't win his Mania match. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, I'm sorry. The second, the 2014 Royal Rumble. I was going to say, he did not. Batista did win his first Royal Rumble. Yes. Mm -hmm. Rock didn't win his his Mania match. Um, Okay. Who who else? Oh God, I can I could go on forever here. Point is that yes, it was it was very much that was a night where I think they said let's please the crowd. Right. Because I think the crowd. The ending of the men's Royal Rumble was sick. Yes, it was. It it was it was Cena, Orton, and Ray on one side, Shinsuke, Balor, and Roman on the other, and it was awesome. And then Shinsuke not only eliminated Cena, but he eliminated Roman in succession. Yes. To win the Rumble. Yes. That in itself was uh, – what's the word that I'm – mark out material. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, not to mention Asuka doing her thing in the Women's Royal Rumble match. And again, the, the we talk about – again, it goes back to a main event making it or breaking it for a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. The Women's Royal Rumble could have easily not been a good match. And the Women's Royal Rumble was a very, very good match. The way it ended was awesome. Obviously, you have Oscar winning. And then you had a bunch of the old timers come back and actually perform really well. Trish Stratus performed well. Mm-hmm. You said you've said it a, a couple different Michelle times. McCool. Michelle McCool. She was she, no, she was the MVP was of that yeah, rumble. Nikki, Nikki and Bree were both very, very good. And, True. You know, and again, the way that that, that Royal Rumble ended, it was Oscar in the ring with who with, with Charlotte and who else was in the ring? Nikki. Uh, no, no, it was – who was the SmackDown women's champ at the time? It was Charlotte. Who was the – oh, Alexa. So it was Asuka, Alexa, Charlotte, and that's when Ronda debuted. Yes. Oh, you mean at the – I'm sorry. Yes. You're right. At the end, the end of, of yes. the Royal Rumble match. So it, that was a very weird ending because she did was. a lot of pointing. And then I think it was the next pay-per-view where Asuka decided she was picking to face Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she then and moved she over to – yeah, she, and then she, then she ended up moving to SmackDown the night after WrestleMania, which is – I well, thought she was already there because she was challenging the SmackDown. Well, champion. no, because I mean, it's it's going to be the same situation this year where yeah. Ronda doesn't have the title. She's going to end up on Raw because she's going to probably end up winning the Rumble, and, and that's that's what I meant. Yeah. So that was my number four. Uh, for everything you just said, Rumble's my number three. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Um, I think here's what I'll say. Yeah. I was not surprised when Shinsuke won. I immediately thought, "Yep." They don't want to. They don't want to upset the fans. I don't think this was their first choice. Who do you? Who do you think was their first choice? Did you think that they were really going to go with Roman again? No, I don't. Um, I'd have to look back completely at who their first choice would have been. Because it wouldn't have been Cena. No way that you would have thought that they were going to have Cena. No. Win. Okay. Let's see. There was. It was okay. Who were the last six again? Ray. Okay. Balor. No. Balor. You uh, see. If it were me, I would have done Balor over Shinsuke. And not saying that Shinsuke was a wrong choice, but dude, considering how great AJ and Balor were at TLC in 2017, Mm -hmm. one day notice or two days notice, Mm -hmm. and then these guys put out there an amazing classic, four and a half stars, easy. Mm -hmm. Like imagine what they would have done with preparation at WrestleMania. It's true. For the title. I mean, you didn't even have to have Balor win at WrestleMania. True. Just imagine what they would have done. And that's not taking anything away from Nakamura and AJ. But for whatever reason, 
Nakamura and AJ, in particular Nakamura, couldn't reach the levels of what they did in NJPW. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Different style. Different freedoms. So because Valor and AJ have been able to... Um, okay, here's here's the thing. Yeah. All right. AJ's style. Yes, that's a pun. AJ's well style. Yeah. Okay. It was more WWE ready. Yes. Valor was down in NXT for what, two years? Yeah, he was. And Shinsuke was in NXT for... For less than a year. Less than a year. Okay. But they probably told him, okay, you're ready. You just can't do strong style. Which is stupid because that's the reason why he got signed in the first place. I agree. But they basically told him you can't do the style you want because you're going to hurt people. Exactly. No, it's true. I mean. And that's nothing against Shinsuke. It's the fact that guys are not used to it. It's the truth. I mean, he almost, I mean, he dropped Cena on his head on a exploder suplex last year. Now, what's funny is that the British strong style guys aren't hurting anybody. (sighs) Yeah. It's true. I mean, Eight, Dunn, Dunn, Seven, all those guys aren't hurting people. Yeah. One, uh, Birch. Only Lorcan and, and, yeah. and Birch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're not. No, you're completely 100% so, so that, on that. So that, so that must be a Shinsuke thing. It must be. Because Tommy's only hurting himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> my headphones just fell out of my ear. That was great. No, I'm, I'm saying that no, he's, true, he, he's getting hurt. Yeah. By the way, thank goodness Tommy's back. I hope... I hope there's big things for him in 2019. I just I have to see it. Cruiserweight Be- title for the for oh, Tommy. Okay, okay, so that's my three. Is the Rumble three. my three was Evolution? Like okay, I, I mean, no, that's fair. Again, I I thought about it too. Mm-hmm. I was like, what could I say or put in front of Evolution? And I almost put in Super Showdown, but Super Showdown's main event was so terrible. I mean, and this is coming from a guy who is a Triple H dude till the end of time. Mm. And I don't think I have to overstate my love for The Undertaker. But that match was so far away from WrestleMania's 27 and 28, those two classics that they put on, that it was just like, this isn't even funny, guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Why are you making me watch this? This is ridiculous. Get this off my screen. And I couldn't. Now, granted, the six-man tag between The Shield and Strowman McIntyre and Ziggler was fire. Um, Obviously, Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander in Australia was something just truly, truly special. Mm -hmm. Um, AJ and Samoa Joe, it wasn't their finest performance, but... Even on their bad nights, they're still better than everybody else. Um, and then I don't know how much I can get it into this, and I'm not going to, but Daniel Bryan versus The Miz lasted less than 10 seconds, and it ruined it entirely for me. Just ruined it. So Evolution was a complete package okay. where everything hit the right notes, including – the main event of Ronda versus Nikki, and obviously one of the, if not the best WWE women's match ever in Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. So, and by the way, Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Zane had a masterful match in that in, in that pay per view. Um, the the battle royal that Nia Jax ended up winning was actually quite good. Um, 
and what was it? The Riot Squad versus Natalia and Sasha Banks and Bailey was very good. Mm-hmm. So you see all those things packaged into one pay-per-view with not very high expectations, and then they blew you out of the water. That pay-per-view had every right to be in my top three. It had every right to be in your top five. That there wasn't you look across the WWE landscape and you look and they just didn't put in that much work into here, here, here. And they did it into evolution. And then lo and behold, that's what happens when you put in work into a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. There you go. Evolution was awesome. So um, I want to get through these two. Yeah. And then we also have matches and performers of the year. Absolutely. So uh, this was very difficult because I wanted to pick the pay-per-view I'm looking at in my hand. To be the to be the best pay per view of the year. Okay, I really wanted to, but I can't. All right, my number two is TLC. Okay, all right, you kind of scared me there for a second. Look, when you when you tell me that I get to see a bunch of baby faces beat up Bron or a bunch of baby faces beat, beat up, up Corbin, Corbin, yeah. Okay, when I get to see a triple threat tag team match that could have gone longer, but I'm fine with it going shorter given the rest of this pay per view. Yeah. When you're telling me that I get to see one of the best chairs matches I've ever seen. <laughs> when you're telling me I get to see Finn Balor, the babyface, clean beat Drew McIntyre in a shock victory. Yep. When I get to see one of the best women's tables matches ever in a nothing throwaway one-week build Natalia and Ruby Riot. Yep. When you're telling me I get to see Ronda just beat up Nia Jax, yep. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles had a 24-minute match that was awesome. I don't care what anybody says. I loved Dean versus Seth. People say it was boring. I don't care. I okay. don't I don't like their opinion. Okay. <laughs> and then and then when you tell me that I have to give you props for picking Oscar to, to win the triple threat. I'm sitting threat. in front of you right now. Give me the props because you didn't give me the props last week I, and you barely gave me props on the review show when I, I wasn't there. I just figured they were going to give Charlotte another title win. Just just give me the props now. And were, I'll take it. You were right. Thank you. And a lot of people were wrong. You literally sat here in front of me. You said – I said you were nuts. Your exact words were, are you seriously picking Asuka to beat Becky and Charlotte? seriously picking Asuka to win. Yeah. I did. And I was like, I am. By the way, we also had a extremely acceptable 10-minute Cruiserweight title match in the pre-show. Ex- acceptable is an <laughs> understatement, sir. Get out of here with that. Ex- that match was very good. Murphy versus Alexander, for very those of you good. wondering. Uh, we also mentioned clearly the match of the night, the Elias Lashley <laughs> match. <laughs> I love breaking him on this show. Oh, okay, so that is, a, my, that, is, that is my – again, for, for mm. all the reasons I just said, yeah. Babyface is winning. Yep. Good. Not all long matches are good. Okay. Yeah. Just because they're long doesn't mean they're good. Agreed. The long matches were good. The short matches were short. Yep. Babyfaces were winning. Yep. I got something to cheer about. I, I, I agreed. There if, you go. Every, for that exact reason, everything that you just said, Crown Jewel was my number two. I thought it was going to make you laugh, and it didn't. So TLC was my number two. No. It, it's not even funny. No, no. It's just not even funny how good that pay per view was. All right. TLC was fire, dude. TLC was great. I mean, you take away everything that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Just talk about one thing. Not the TLC match. Mm-hmm. You talk about Brian Danielson 
versus Alan Jones in a WWE ring. Tremendous. For 20 minutes. Tremendous. You just sit there and you just appreciate the talent that they are actually putting out there. It was one of the best wrestling shows of the year. For sure. And then you bring back everything else. And then you bring back the chaoticness mm-hmm. that was the TLC match. Because that match, that TLC match, I kid you not, dude, that TLC match was really strong. It was good. That was that had every right to main event that show after it was all over. Because you and I discussed it. We were like, hey, listen, the TLC match is probably going to main event. However... Debry versus AJ should main event the show just because it's Debry versus AJ, mm-hmm. and I was gonna be, and I was like, eh, you know, I would normally be more excited about the the potential of the TLC match being the main event, mm-hmm. but when you have Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles on the other side, like there no other match on that show should main event. But when it was all said and done, Becky, Charlotte, and Oscar brought the house down, and you were like, okay, now I know, and now I can honestly say. I'm perfectly happy with that match having made it to that show. And that's still saying the fact that AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan brought it like nobody's business. Because that match was the best match on that show. True. It's just the chaoticness that was able to be done in the TLC match was well-deserving of that main event slot at TLC. So what is your number one? Because I'm pretty sure it's the same as mine. Survivor Series. Just kidding. <laughs> We try to be serious on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Hey, you tried to break me with Crown Jewel, and that was too easy. So I had to try and one-up you with Survivor Series. That's fair. I'll take it. It's SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam. It, it, look, when you – oh, by the way, a completely forgotten match that actually I remember now. At TLC? Um, Cedric Alexander and Drew Golak had an extremely acceptable match on the pre-show. At which – at, at, at SummerSlam? Oh, okay, yes. It was 10 minutes. I'll take it. It's acceptable. Cedric Alexander was completely underrated this year as a WWE. So was Drew Gulak. Yep. So was most of 205 Live. All of 205 Live. It's true. Even Buddy Murphy on the role that he's in right now, he's still underrated. Um, You had a Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler match. That that was was awesome. Yep. Right? Uh, You had Charlotte, Becky, and Carmella. Fire. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, even though the end of the Joe AJ match was disqualification. That match was 4.75 stars with a disqualification. It's awesome. Uh, you had Miz and Brian go 20 plus minutes. That match was very good. Um, you had Shinsuke win the title on that night, which was again, a change. It they a change. tried something. Yep. Great. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, you had Ronda in a squash match. Yep. Great. And guess what? You had Roman beat Brock. Finally. Finally, you had Roman beat Brock, and Strowman showed up. It was great. Everything, everything having to do with that match was wonderful. Again, it's amazing what happens when I tell people this company books for heat. Yep, and they don't ever let baby faces get over. And what happens? The best pay per views are the shows where the baby faces come over. Mm-hmm. And by the way, heels can always get their heat back. And it doesn't matter. You have to keep the baby faces strong. So it's not a surprise that I pick thing, a show where baby faces are strong. Right. The only thing about Survivor Series that I wouldn't even say was. Really you mean SummerSlam? Fr- I'm sorry. Golly. The only thing about <laughs> SummerSlam. 
that you could say that was kind of annoying was the fact that the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers ended via DQ. And guess what? They still had a really good match, and then they killed it the, ne- the following Tuesday on SmackDown when New Day actually won the titles. And then the only other thing that I would say was the fact that the B team won the tag team titles at SummerSlam. There was also a nothing Braun Strowman Kevin Owens match that went two minutes. Exactly, which was Braun Strowman killing Kevin Owens. And Finn Balor beat Baron Corbin in less than two minutes as well. Again. However, all that being said, I forgive it because that was the show. That brought that, you back from the sabbatical. That, that cleansed me from Money in the Bank. Yep. That got me back in faith with baby faces. That had me back towards gearing up towards the end of the year and having more balance on the show. The Universal title was finally on a full-time performer regardless of it being Roman Reigns. Oh. Finally. Yeah. It, it took you a year and a half to bring back the main title of your company. To a full-time competitor, might as well be the your biggest the biggest dude in your promotion. Might mm-hmm. as well be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Gosh, yeah, no. SummerSlam, SummerSlam was the best pay-per-view of WWE, without a shadow of a doubt. So, 